You know it's super frustrating when you start recording things and your microphones are dead? <laughs> when you chat for 10 minutes and then realize that, that your microphones are dead? So annoying. It's so annoying, especially when you're Samantha and you're sicker than you've ever been before. Here we are a week later and Samantha is still sick. She's still not getting better. I'm dying. She's probably dying. This might be the last time you ever hear her voice. Yeah. So savor it. <laughs> you know how men are like, nobody is ever sicker than a man. Yeah. Nobody's ever sicker than Samantha. I was doing so good. Coral was sick and I worked with her all week and I was fine. She's been like sick all week and then. Like sick, sick. Here I am. Yeah. Unless it's time to go out with her friends, then she's not sick. Yeah, it's convenient. I'm like, yeah, just sick. <laughs> Samantha's so sick she's like can we hurry so that I can just go home and go to bed, go to bed so and then we have technical difficulty <laughs> after technical difficulty and the last time she looked at me like I was doing it on purpose <laughs> she's like god damn it mom <laughs> like I'm not doing it I didn't do it and I have to go to work this week because I'm taking off time in a few weeks so I'm like have to go to work yeah Ugh. just stupid I know I hate being an adult I know so I know, and you were in such a hurry to grow up. It's so rude that you did this to me. That I did this to you. I'm sorry. It's so rude. Take it up with God. Um, so you had a pretty exciting day, though, yesterday. I did. Yeah, we, um, Brayton and I just randomly decided we were going to go to the near nearby big town. And go some shopping. a couple shopping. hours and do some Christmas shopping. And we had been talking about, like, what I was going to get for Christmas. And we're always so bad about that. Like, yeah. I'm horrible at, like, keeping secrets of what I'm getting people. Like, I love giving presents. Right now. Huh? Right now. Not, like, I'm going to buy something and then not tell you for two months. Secrets. Like, yeah. if you buy something, you're like, this is what I got you. Oh, yeah. I have to tell people That took you a long time. To- <laughs> my brain function is low. <laughs> my brain function is low. Um, and so we decided. We were like, fuck it. And we saw the... You know, there's a book challenge all over TikTok where you go to your bookstore and you get, like, a few minutes to look around and then you get two and a half minutes to get whatever you can. Yeah. So you get one basket. And so Brighton was like, for your Christmas present, you can do that. Book shopping spree. And that's, that's like, the best for Brighton because he's, like, a bookstore for an extended period of time. Go fuck yourself, right? Yeah. But you're like, no, there's a limit. Yeah. Five minutes to look around, two and a half minutes to fill my cart. Right. And yeah. so I did it. How many books did you get? 14. Nice. So I did pretty good. I did pretty good. Yeah. And so then our deal was whatever I spent, he could match for whatever he wanted. He had to buy his own Christmas present. So now I don't have to buy him a Christmas present. Oh, man. So you got ice fishing crap. Married life. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And then we're like, <laughs> we'll just put some candy and some stockings and call it a day. Right. Huh. Well, he got ice fishing stuff? Yeah. Oh, and ice fishing scares the devil out of you. He says, yeah. So dumb. So dumb. So dumb. So he got a new, he spent way less money than I did. He was like, I don't need this much stuff. And I'm like, perfect. Nice. Well, so we don't have the babies. They're not babies, but we refer to them as babies. We don't have the babies for Christmas this year. So we're trying to, instead of buying Christmas gifts. Well, and I'm really at this point. It's like, we don't have young kids anymore. Mm-hmm. And until you make me a grandma. And so I want to do... Do you like that dig there? Yeah. Until, so now I want to do like adult stuff for Christmas. I want to travel. I don't like 
Christmas presents are so, ugh. Yeah. Like, I've been doing that your whole life. So, for 27 years, we've been doing this. Now, I'm like, instead of buying Christmas presents, let's go and do something. Right. And we don't have Bridger or Trista this year for Christmas. They're with their dad. And so, we want to go somewhere. Yeah. So, we're doing one nice present for everybody and then just bullshit stocking stuff. But one nice present for everybody and then we're going to go somewhere. We're going to go to Aspen for a ski trip or go to Montana, somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. Somewhere. Go and do something and make a memory instead of, instead of, it probably will cost about the same. Honestly, probably. Make memories instead of buying crap, I think is like, that's where I'm at. I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, my books aren't crap. No, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like, I just, I want to, you know. know, remember that Christmas when we went to, you know, Aspen or we went to. Yeah. I don't know why I keep thinking Aspen. Maybe that's like what we need to do this year. That's I don't a know. hot minute away. But. It is a hot minute away. But I want to go and do stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Yeah, it's... So that was fun. We did that and did some other little Christmas shopping and... Good. Yeah. Good. That's awesome. So I was running around Barnes & Noble like a crazy person. Yeah. I was busy in there too. Oh, I bet. Mm-hmm. I bet. Because it's like, yeah, sales and everything. Right. For holidays. Well, and it's... Yeah, it's that time of year. Yeah. So, cool. Well, it is a Samantha episode. Sort of. What do you mean? So, we only have a few more weeks until we are done with season one. Correct. And we've said that we get emails with some questions, you know, pretty regularly. Yeah. Um, and we just are really bad about answering them. So, we said that we were going to just kind of start trying to get those answered before the end of the season. Yeah. Um, so, I just kind of went through and compiled, like, ones that had similar Themes. Oh, okay. So we're just going to, I'm just going to have you answer some of those today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. me? Yeah. So they're mental health questions. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we answer like the quick little questions. Like a ton of people have asked, um, what is the question that they ask a lot? Um, Your favorite gun. Oh yeah. They've asked like the, my favorite gun caliber six, five. <laughs> um, it's my favorite gun to target shoot. I have different favorite guns for different things, but my favorite gun to shoot shoot is my 6.5. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Love that gun. Love it. So those are just, yeah. So then they just come, we're like, not horribly too long, but. Okay. See you Get some okay. answers done. Well, awesome. Well, hopefully some I don't sound like an today. Hopefully I don't sound like an idiot then. Man, my brain is not functioning, so I'll probably sound like an idiot. <laughs> okay, well, I'm Tracy. I'm Samantha. This is The Suspended Sentence, and we can be found at Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Patreon, The Suspended Sentence Podcast. And if you guys are not following us on Patreon yet, um, you really should jump over there. We've got different tiers for for different, like, budgets, um, but we're now doing, like, bonus content, like, bonus episodes. We've got, what, a couple two or three extra yeah. episodes out there um, uh, so far, and we're trying to get like at least a few of those out every month. Yeah, and if you don't know what Patreon is, it's like, it's like Facebook, only it's a paid subscription, and it's three different tiers, $3, $5, or $10 a month, and you get just like an inside look at our Hello. life. Yeah. And we're been working on trying to get a live show going on there so that'll be something that's just for for our patreon followers over there yep um but if you do not have the means to support us in that way please leave us a rating and review on either spotify or apple it really does like mean a lot to us when you guys do that it does we like reading those so if you haven't done that had a chance to do that yet please please do um 
that's my housekeeping on that. And then our email address is the suspended sentence podcast at gmail.com. And you can buy Tracy's book anywhere that books are sold. IDP and the 13 components to criminal thinking and behavior. And hopefully soon there'll be a book too. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully next year, next year, season two. <laughs> okay. So our first question that we got is what is the most interesting mental health diagnosis to you? To me, the most interesting mental health diagnosis. Okay. Well, if we're going to go like this then let's do, let's do this. Okay. I am not a psychiatrist. Oh, you're a little I am not just. I am not saying that any this everything that I will say will be my opinion and my experience, not anything that is whatever. So don't. If you are in the mental health profession, don't. Like we all think differently. Okay. The most interesting mental health diagnosis. Okay, so I don't know why I'm thinking so hard about this because I know exactly what it is. Okay. It's multiple personalities. Okay. That one is um, maybe because I know the least amount about it. I mean, like, I've read a lot about it, but actually, like, having worked with somebody, no. Okay, so multiple personality disorder has previously been called um, disassociative identity disorder, DID. And what was the other one that it was called? Um, Split personality. Okay. Sorry, I caught multiple personality. Uh-huh. Um, so it is where someone has two or more separate identities that they like go in and out of. Okay. Okay. So like alter egos, alters is what they're like referred to. Okay. So the personalities have um, different likes, different um, different ways of talking, different like they're completely separate. And they control the person's behavior differently at different times. Okay, so that's interesting because there's a... I can't remember what the person's name is on TikTok. There's somebody, his wife films him and interacting with, like, different personalities. Yeah. Where, like, one person or one personality will, like, really like mingos and one, like, hates mingos. Right. And I'm like, is that, like, legit or is that, like, real? Yeah, it no, looks it's... like, fake almost. You yeah, know, no, it's, it. it's real. It's real. It affects a very, very small percentage of people, I mean like 0.01% of the population. It's extremely rare. It's also interesting that more people who are born female at birth are more likely to get it than people who are born male at birth. Hmm. I was just gonna ask that too, cause his, sorry to keep bringing back to this specific TikTok and I wish I knew their name. Um, he sometimes like some of his personalities are females. Yeah, yeah. They say, that DID or multiple personality disorder, they say that it's the result of um, like sexual or physical abuse during childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it develops as a response to like a natural disaster or something super, super traumatic where your brain basically disassociates with everything that's going on and creates almost like an out for you no. so that you can, that you can deal with it. Um, but I have only worked with one person in all the years that I've done this one person with multiple personality disorder. And it it was very, very quickly that my clinical supervisor reassigned her to somebody else. Yeah. Because like I said, like I, I know a lot about it. Like I've read stuff in books, but actually working with somebody is, I mean, it's a completely different experience. Mm -hmm. And what you read in books is, is different. And I have questions. (laughs) And 
And apparently you're not supposed to ask questions. Oh. So she she got reassigned because um, I asked too many questions. You're supposed to apparently not acknowledge the other personality because it's not real. So you're not supposed to engage in them. But I have questions more more than, oh, you don't like mangoes? Do you like kiwi? You know what I mean? Like, this is what I want to know. If If you're married, okay, so if he's married to a woman, which he is, the guy that you're talking about, and he goes into another altar, another person, another personality, and that person is a woman, is she a lesbian? No. So that's something that they actually had talked about. She doesn't like any physical touch. Like, that personality doesn't like any physical touch or anything, and it's just, like, irritated that she's there. See? So then... <clears throat> so then... Does she get mad? Does she... I mean, is there, like, physical... I mean, like... Yeah, she's just irritated, like, pissy. And then and then I want to know, like, are there certain things that trigger somebody from going in and out of these of these different altars or these different personalities? Like, I have a lot of questions. Or what if... If one is a child, but, but you're married and that person is... Stay, I just... I have a lot of questions of how that actually like works and I have a lot of questions but apparently you're not supposed to engage like that but I want to like completely understand it right because what you get actually by working with somebody with a disorder or with with a diagnosis the feedback that you get from them to me is far more educational than reading it in a damn book yeah. and this is one of the diagnoses that is the most interesting to me yeah. Because I don't understand it. Yeah. And I want to understand it. Now, in a criminal sense, perhaps because it's so rare, you don't hear of this diagnosis very often. There's only one case that, that I can remember. I'm sure that there's more, but there's only one case that I, that I remember learning about that's associated with multiple personalities, and that is... Um, it was in the late 70s, maybe the early 80s, Billy Mulligan. Mm. Did you rem do you mm -hmm. know this case? So he, he, he got, he was brought in, I think, for like rape, aggravated robbery, maybe kidnapping too. Um, and he, when he went to court, um, he said, no, it wasn't me. It was my altar that did that. It was my multiple personality that, that did that. And he was actually found not guilty. The judge did, I believe, I believe, I'm like really thinking here. Mm -hmm. He, the judge ordered him to a psychiatric hospital instead of prison, which, I mean, <laughs> we know because we did an episode on this, right? Like you could go there for, you don't know how long right. you're going to be in a psychiatric hospital if you go there. Like yeah. it's, it could be an indefinite sentence oh, really. Yeah. Um, um, but anyway, he escaped, but. Oh. So, I mean, I don't know. And I don't know how you would prove, honestly. I don't know how that would be proved beyond a preponderance of a doubt in a court of law that, that that's what it was. So, I mean, I don't know that that would even be a good defense. Yeah. Because how would you be able to tell that somebody was an alter ego during a specific but time? But also, how could you prove that it wasn't? But it's beyond a preponderance of a doubt. Right. Or a reasonable doubt. So... Hmm. But, but anyway, that's, that is the most interesting mental health diagnosis to me. 
Did that answer the question? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what is the most dangerous diagnosis in your opinion? Oh, what is the most dangerous diagnosis? This is going to be completely personal because to me, it's schizophrenia. Okay. I have worked with a lot of people with this diagnosis, a lot. Now, in the field, I know a lot of people will say that this is actually a diagnosis where the person with schizophrenia is the most apt to be um, like a victim of a crime opposed to being dangerous, but that is not my experience. In my experience, and again, I have worked with a lot of people with this diagnosis. Um, I have been, <clears throat> they have thrown rocks at me. They have randomly pulled knives and tried to stab me. They have, um, I got, oh my gosh, one guy <clears throat> thought that <clears throat> um, the police station was full of zombies and aliens and he went and started um, shooting it with like paintball guns and potato guns and whatever. And literally all we could do is just wait for the episode, the manic episode to be over. Um, but the flip side of that is, is one of my, I think when I first started in the mental health field, I think honestly my first like three or four clients were schizophrenic. Oh, wow. And one of those girls, I learned more about caring for people and schizophrenia and mental illness from her than I've ever learned from anybody else in this field. Like she, she absolutely broke my heart. Um, but again, it, I think that it has to do with if they take their medication regularly, if they can afford their medication, if yeah. they, um, but to me, it's schizophrenia because it's the most unpredictable because you, you don't know if, the, if they're medicated and they're doing what they're, you know, like prescription wise, what they're supposed to do, then, then they're, then they're stable, but very, very unpredictable and very, very strong when they have a manic episode. Yeah. I mean, they can be very, very dangerous. Again, like I think it's a small percentage, but this is my experience. Yeah. Schizophrenia is the most dangerous diagnosis in my opinion. Now, um, wasn't David Berkowitz, son of Sam, he was schizophrenic yeah, yeah. and so was Edward Gein. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And there's, there's other, but it's not, it's not very common diagnosis for serial killers or whatever. But to me, in my opinion, schizophrenia is the most dangerous diagnosis. Others would completely disagree with me. Other people might say, I go off a of personal experience. Though, yeah. Well. And this is my personal experience. Yeah. Is every mental health diagnosis treatable? Um, no, again, my personal, my personal opinion. Um, and people will probably disagree with me on this one too, but I am going to say that the only, the only one that is not treatable is going to be antisocial personality disorder. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, have you ever interacted with somebody with antisocial personality disorder? Not that I know. Of. Absolutely, you have. Um, if why she asks me questions if she doesn't if she's going to answer. This is how you. <laughs> this is how you know that you're that. Oh no. Yeah. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody, and 
you walk away and you're really, really tired afterwards and you're just like, oh my God, that took everything out of me. Yeah. That's a personality disorder. Engaging with them takes all of your energy. And I can't explain that, and there's probably no clinical evidence of that, but in my experience, every single time that I have had, like, in session with somebody, that's my first clue that somebody has a personality disorder. Antisocial personality disorder, for those of you who are automatically thinking what everybody thinks, what do you think antisocial is? Well, we've gone into this like a million times. A million times, but if you haven't ever heard those before, antisocial is actual criminal thinking. It's not wanting to not right. be with people. Um, it's not like our, my long, go to some of our very first episodes where I'm like, no, I am antisocial. And I'm like, no, you're actually not. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what antisocial means. But it's honestly like the way that people think and from the get go. So it's not like something that medication can fix. It's not something that it's the way that their brain is wired. It's just how they think. They automatically think in a criminal way. How to get away with stuff. How How to capitalize, manipulate, steal from, take from, get whatever it is that they want at the time that they want it. And and even like with my IDP program, and I worked with a lot of clinicians in identifying people with this, and all of the people that I worked for, I mean, I had 43 people on my board of advisors, and every single one of them would say, you do not take anybody who is above the skyline, has high markers for antisocial personality disorder, because you can't fix them. You can't help them. Yeah. Because it's, their brain is wired that way. You can't rewire a brain. I mean, even though they tried with shock therapy and all the rest of it. <laughs> lobotomies and all that good stuff. And all that stuff, right? Um, so, but antisocial personality disorder also will come up with the majority of your serial killers. Mm-hmm. We do see that a lot. Yeah. It's Jeffrey Dahmer, John Wayne Gacy, Ted Bundy. Like, all of them are antisocial. Yeah. They all are very, very high on that. They, these are the ones that have no empathy they appear incapable of remorse. They don't, they give zero fucks about anybody. It is the here and now and what they want. Right. So. Um, what is the best way to know if someone is diagnosed correctly? Someone or yourself? Someone. Well, someone you won't be able to know unless you're trained in it because you don't get access to their information, HIPAA. Um, but if you're wondering if you are diagnosed correctly, there's a lot of different ways that you that you can, and I strongly advise against doing this without the help of someone, but you can look up the DSM-5 criteria online. You can get access to that, and you can read what the criteria is for each mental health diagnosis. It's online. You don't have to have a degree or whatever to read those. It does get a little bit confusing, but you can see if, if your diagnosis or their diagnosis meets meets that criteria to actually have that diagnosis. Um, but if, if you, if you have been given a diagnosis and you don't think that it's accurate or you question whether or not it's accurate, um, get a second opinion, Yeah. go to another doctor. And when you go to see the other doctor, do not walk in and say, I've been diagnosed with bipolar. Do you agree with that? Let them do it from scratch. Don't lead them. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like the self, um, the self-diagnosis, like questionnaire things that are online. I don't necessarily like those because it's not objective. 
Right. It's self-reporting and... People lie or put things on there that, you know... Well, it's not objective. You see it from your emotional standpoint and it's not, it's not objective. Yeah. And so I don't... I don't necessarily like those, but if you're really concerned that you that you have been diagnosed or someone that you love has been diagnosed incorrectly, just get a second opinion. Yeah. I mean, do the rule of three. See three different ones and, and see. And ultimately, if you really want to know, <clears throat> if you really want to have a baseline of what's going on, like complete and clear, this is costly, but this is the best way to do it. Go to a psychiatrist and have a personality a personality assessment, assessment done. Do the complete More psych fun. eval. And it will give you your AQ, your IQ, your every single thing from stress to schizoaffective. It will give you all of your markers and you will know. And, and those things don't typically change throughout your lifetime unless... You're going and having the test done while you're under a tremendous amount of stress or recently experienced something traumatic. Gotcha. But that's the best way to find out is just go have, have a complete psyche eval done. Okay. What are your thoughts on ASIs? Ugh. Okay. <laughs> ASIs. Okay. ASIs is your alcohol severity index. And I hate... ASIs. Ooh, okay. And this is why. In my experience, ASIs, okay, do you remember when the story that I told about how um, in undergrad I worked with a psychologist who, um, God, I loved him so much, um, who told me never, ever, ever require anybody that yes. you're working with to do something that you haven't done. Yes. And so he had me do a complete psyche eval. He had me do an ASI. He had me do, he had me do everything that I would ask my clients to do. Mm -hmm. And when I did the ASI, okay, this is the truth. I don't drink very often. At the time that I had my ASI done, you were living down in Texas. And the only time I drank is when you were up here. So like once, twice a year. Once or twice a year. My son-in-law, Brighton, and I have this thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and our thing, and it's just him and me, our thing is that on holidays, him and I do a shot of Pendleton. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, it's mine and Brighton's. We've had the same bottle of Pendleton for like five years <laughs> because that's what we do. And um, so right after you guys were here is when I had my ASI done and on the ASI, so what it is, is you go in, you talk to a clinician, they get some background information, you take this online test, you talk with them again, and then they, and then they say what level of care for alcoholism and drug abuse that you need, okay? So I, I took the test. Now, I had not drank for a year, a whole year. And I had, when you guys were here, I did a shot of Pendleton with Brighton, and I think I had a Corona with you. Yeah. Like I didn't drink. I don't, I don't drink. And so I'm taking the test and it asks you a series of questions. And in a series of questions, it asks in the last 30 days, have you had one drink or more in the last 30 days in the last, you know, it's all in the last 30 days. Well, in the last 30 days I had, right. I had had more than a drink I had, and I answered it 
completely honestly. I also do not take medication. Like I'll take a Tylenol if I'm in pretty significant pain. Mm. But it asks about pills, it asks about smoking, it asks about, it asks all of these questions. And then I do the in-person thing with him. Okay, so my ASI came back saying I needed inpatient treatment. What? Right. And the printout comes back and I was like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, it's saying that you're being deviant, that you're lying. And I'm like, right, but I'm actually like not. Right. Like actually it's the truth. He's like, well, it's pretty uncommon that somebody would have three drinks on one day and not drink at all. And I'm like, right, but that's the truth. But, but this ASI says that I need inpatient treatment. Okay. So that's, this is how this in my head relates to, I hate ASIs. You get a DUI, you get an MIP, you get a, you get put on probation. The court is going, going to order immediately that you go and get an ASI done. Mm -hmm. It's pretty standard. ASIs cost anywhere from $65 to $265 to get done, depending on where you go. The court will say to you, Samantha, go to blah, 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 whatever, and get an ASI done. Okay, so first of all, the court can't tell you where to go to get an ASI, but they will try. The reason that they'll try is because they are contracted with that person to do the ASIs for the court. Gotcha. Okay, so first red flag, if they're contracted by the court to do the ASIs for the court, who do they work for? The court. The court. They don't work for you. Second, if, if, I, if my ASI came back the way that my ASI came back and I didn't have the relationship with the doctor that I was doing it with, the result would have been inpatient treatment. Right. And that's what would have been back, sent back to the court if those were the circumstances. It was not the circumstances, but if that was the circumstances, I would have been sent to inpatient treatment, but I was being honest. But the way that it's set up, I don't know. And a lot of people, and I can hear this, right? Well, no, that's why you do the interview before, and that's why you work with a a professional before. But again, let's go back to the professional is contracted with the court. Right. They don't work for you. So... You're already in trouble with the law, which sends the first, the first message. I mean, you're not supposed to be like this, but come on, we're human, that you're a criminal, right? You've already broke the law. Then you're going to take the ASI. The ASI comes back like mine did, saying that you were lying. So there's your second one. What do you think that so the, you're a lying criminal? So what do you think the outcome is going to be? Right. It's going to be level three inpatient treatment. You're out of here. Yeah. So I don't like ASIs. Yeah. I don't like them. I don't think that they're effective. I don't think that they're fair. I don't think, I, I don't like them. If you go and get it done with somebody like in the setting that I did, you know, where you can actually talk that through and explain it and, and they verify or they disprove or whatever, then I think that perhaps it might have a standing or a place in the judicial system. But as it stands, the way that it is, I don't like them. I don't think it's accurate. I don't think it's reliable. I don't like it. Okay. In my personal opinion, 
in my personal opinion. All of this is personal opinion. <laughs> right. All of it is personal opinion. It's my experience. It's, it's what I have seen and whatever. But I have a huge problem with ASIs. Okay. I mean, that seems valid. The way that they are. The way that it stands. And, and you just push them through. Like, and, I, and I saw this because we, we have done ASIs in my office before. And the guy that did them was like, you know, it's boring. You sit there and watch somebody push buttons on a computer system and it's, you know, it's, it's boring. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, it's like this piece of paper is going to dictate the outcome of the person's next, you know, six, six months to six years of their life. And it's boring. Yeah. Anyway, in my opinion, I don't like it. And I certainly don't like that the courts contract with somebody in order to do so them, get them done. it's not fair right doesn't in, seem ethical in my opinion other people might do them completely different and be you know whatever but i don't like them all right so those were the ones i had for today oh those were oh that was pretty that was okay you did you did great yeah you're stressed for no reason i was stressed for no reason look at you I know. Okay, well, those were good questions. Yeah, so uh, we've got a few more weeks, so if you have any other questions, please email us. We'll get them in before, and if we need to do a bonus episode with other questions, we can. So Perfect. Send them in, because next season's a completely different ballpark. So. Yeah. And thanks for the questions. Thanks for asking questions. I like those. Yes. So thank you guys for being here. Thanks so much. Stay safe.